bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7-365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. Welcome back to Northwest Prime. My guest today, Alana Janella, it writes, cooks, sells vegetables, teaches cheese making. Cheese making, did, you know, our, our, our whole endorphins just went up on that. And blogs at eatingfromthegroundup.com. She's been a featured contributor for numerous publications and websites, including Martha Stewart Living. She's out with her second cookbook, October 6th, Homemade Kitchen Recipes for Cooking with Pleasure. And that's going to be available wherever books are sold. It's also available in Kindle form. She's coming to Seattle uh, later in the month, and we're going to talk about all that, and I'm thrilled to have her on. So thanks, Alana, for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. I'll tell you, this The Homemade Kitchen is such a wonderful cookbook. And, and if people haven't looked at cookbooks lately, they're not your mama's cookbooks or your grandmama's cookbooks from 50 years ago. They're really little works of art. Uh, they're, they're so much more interactive between the author and and the reader. It, it's come so far as far as uh, commentary and pictures and how-to and and uh, kind of showing us it. It really feels like that that you as the author wants us to succeed. Oh, I'm I'm so glad. Um, Yeah, it's true. I mean, I think it is a general movement in cookbooks that, you know, we cookbook authors are really bringing ourselves into people's kitchens in a different way than I think people did in the 70s and 80s. And I think it's a really neat shift in in the genre and cookbooks are doing great in publishing. I think that's one reason people really like to have them on their kitchen counters and to feel like they have the author right there with them. You know, I'll I'll tell you when I have had people over uh, socially, they love to look through our cookbooks. So our cookbooks are kind of um, out for display in in our kitchen. We have a a, a bookshelf that's uh-huh. visible for people to see. I, I think that maybe a lot of people have that in our kitchens, and people are always thumbing through those and commenting on them and writing stuff down and and ordering cookbooks. And it's it's been a very it's almost like the coffee table book for for the kitchen. There's so much interest in. Oh, I know the days. same thing happens in my kitchen. I think, and I like to snoop around people's cookbook shelves everywhere I go. <laughs> I love to see oh, what people love to cook from. Well, we have the old basics that were probably have been handed down, and then there's this new revolution in cookbooks that that, that is just so fascinating. And are, are are we putting so much or too much pressure on ourselves because we all want to cook now? Yeah, you know, it, it's it's an interesting question because I feel like there's such a move towards home cooking and towards more healthful cooking and. And at the same time, you know, I think there's a lot of perfect images out there that are pretty impossible to actually recreate in in your kitchen. And, you know, the way I feel like 
perfection really has no place in home cooking. I mean, the reason why we cook at home is to feed ourselves and to feed people. And that's the role of that food. It doesn't have to look gorgeous. It doesn't have to look like the Food Network. It doesn't even have to look beautiful on Instagram or Pinterest. And yet those messages are just coming at us with such force that it can be really difficult to just let go, to say, you know, I'm going to make something. If it tastes okay, we'll eat it. It'll be a success. I'm so glad I'm making dinner, period. That's the end of it. Uh, so I do think that we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to cook good food and to make choices in the midst of all these crazy questions of what we should eat and what we shouldn't eat, you know, to choose the right diet for our families. There has never been a time where we talk about food as much as we do now. And although a lot of really great questions and answers are coming out of that conversation, I think that it also puts a lot of pressure on home cooks. Absolutely. And that's what I love about the homemade kitchen. I mean, you really just answer that in the chapter titles. I love the chapter titles. Um, oh, invite people you. over. Don't be afraid of food. Slow down. Uh, be a beginner. Um, be active. Do your best and then let it go. I mean, that's you're really giving us permission as what we would consider, you know, you to be the expert of saying, it's okay. Just go with it. Just cook. Just find a way to do it in a way that makes you happy and feeds you what you want to eat. I mean, I think that's that's the basis for everyone who's trying to find their way as a cook in a kitchen. And um, I hope that's what people will take from this book is that they can relax a little bit and ease up on themselves. And, you know, and, and so I'm I'm glad that came through for you. It seems like a very personal cookbook from from you to us, the, the reader. What was your inspiration for for actually making the homemade kitchen? Well, this is my second book. Um, my first book came out in 2012. It's called The Homemade Pantry, and in that book, I really I went through all the foods I was making in my kitchen that were basic staples that I had stopped buying from the supermarket and could start making at home. And I talked a little bit in that book. There's a lot of essays in that book, um, like my new one. And I talked about sort of how I came to inhabit the kitchen and, and what it means to me. And in this new book, I really wanted to look at this question of why cooking is worthwhile for me. And really all the ways that I can use the window of food and cooking to help myself lead the life I want to live. And, and that's really where that list of chapter titles comes along. It's like, you know, every time we walk into the kitchen to make a meal, every time we sit down to eat, every time we invite a friend over, we have this opportunity to use that meal and use that process as a way to live well and to live in a way that makes us happy. And so how can I shape my food experience to help me live a better life and maybe even show my kids, you know, how to model that for themselves. And, and, you know, that, that's where this book comes in. It's, you know, it's, it, the recipes are all over from dinner recipes to snack recipes, but they all fit into this pattern of different ways to really bring joy into my days through how I relate to food. And, and you really brought your family through in, in this cookbook too. And don't children, most of them kind of have a, a an, an inbuilt curiosity to cook and, and, and help us in the kitchen? 
Oh, absolutely. And anyone who's, you know, had toddlers in the kitchen pulling on their pants, you know, (laughs) trying to get in and help has experienced that. And I think it can be hard to know how to do that in a way that works. Um, And I talk about that a lot in the book, that when we want to bring our kids into the kitchen so often, it it ends up being frustrating and, you know, kids, they make a big mess and you want to make dinner and it takes so long. And uh, we have this, again, this idea of this perfect picture of, you know, peeling carrots side by side and making a perfect little dinner together. And it is rarely looks like that. So, uh, so I give some tips in terms of how to, Again, do your best and, and then let go. And then also really to bring kids into the kitchen and empower them to find their own way of being in the kitchen in a way they like and to really own the process. Well, I'll tell you, one of the recipes that you have is for the Little Crackers goldfish. And I will tell you, if you have a toddler, you've raised a toddler, you've been around a toddler, they love those little goldfish crackers. You oh, can't yeah. <laughs> even, I mean, keep enough of them in the house. And I'll tell you a, just, just a little personal story. My nephew and his wife, um, his work sent him to live in Norway. So they're living in Norway right now. Their toddlers love goldfish, love them. I mean, like addicted to them. You can't get goldfish evidently in Norway. So no. to send goldfish over there, hundreds of dollars because they have these huge taxes that you have to pay on stuff that, that you ship over. So when anyone right. goes to visit them in Norway, there's like an extra um, uh, suitcase that goes with goldfish. In it. I send her your recipe. <laughs> I'm oh, like, you yeah. No, you can actually make your own goldfish. I didn't even know that was even possible. And, she and was not too difficult. Because and not very difficult. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, we were for our family. This was a huge win for us because um, just for the goldfish alone, it's worth the price of the book. I'll tell you, um, because it was. It's like you said. It's not hard. It's probably even better, and the, the taste is. Oh, they're so be tasty. And that yeah, is and all you need huge, is a little goldfish cookie cutter. Where, where do you get that at? Well, you can buy them online. You know, you can find anything these days online. Um, or you can actually shape one out of a, like a, a can. Or, you know, if you're crafty, you can, you can really shape one up. But I bought one. I'm, you know, I'm crafty through food, but not, not beyond. Um, and, yeah, they're easy to find. So, and you don't, they don't have to be fish. They could be any shape. But, of course, like you said, those fish, they have some magic in them. So it helps to Absolutely. Well, just that alone was worth the price of the cookbook alone because it solved a huge, huge dilemma for our family. And I'm sure there's a lot of other people who have um, goldfish uh, cravings and addictions in in their home, too. So you hit it out of the ballpark for me on that one. Oh, I'm so glad. It's funny because I hear from a lot of people around the world who have used my first book in that exact same way, that they're, um, you know, maybe living in Africa. They're, you know, they brought their families to other countries where those treats that they want and got used to aren't available. And so now they have all the recipes for the things that their kids have been asking for. So um, I, I love hearing those stories from around the world. Well, you're, you're coming to Seattle, right, uh, towards the end of the month? I am. I can't wait. I, I haven't been to Seattle in a while, but it is one of my favorite cities. So, um, yeah, I'm coming to Seattle um, on October 26th. Um, 
I'm, I'm arriving in Seattle, but then on the 27th, I'm going to actually be at Book Larder uh, at night. I'll be there with um, Tara Austin Weaver, who's like one of my favorite writers. And, um, and in the daytime that day, I'll be teaching a class at the Hot Stove Society. And then on the 28th, I'll be doing an event um, on, on Vashon Island. So, so I'll be there for a couple days, um, and I, I just can't wait. And can can people go to your website and find out more information, or, or can they keep up with you through, yep. through the website? Yeah, my website is a great place to go because it's sort of it's my home for all this news. And uh, there's an events link right up there in the navigation bar, and I keep that right up to date. So I have all the information about my events as I travel um, is is all there on eatingfromthegroundup.com. Okay. What is our biggest block? you think as as home cooks what are the questions is, is there certain questions that people just ask you over and over and over again you know that's a great question um you know i think that in a lot of ways our biggest block is around time that's really what i hear from people the most because you know, we're so busy and cooking does take time. And you see that when you look at a cookbook shelf with everything these days, you know, everything is under 30 minutes and fast and easy and fresh. And, you know, that's the, that's the marketing tactic. And I understand why, I mean, I'm busy too, but in the end, you know, most of us in, in the, in home kitchens, it takes us a while to cook. You know, it might take you longer to chop an onion than it takes someone on a Food Network show or, um, you know, or just getting the ingredients together or just trying to make dinner while maybe you're also helping a kid with homework or balancing the needs of other family members. And cooking, it takes time. So, you know, I find that that's a really big barrier for people and a reason why they get discouraged. And so... You know, I, I offer some help, I think, for that in the book, partially just around how we think about time uh, in the kitchen and just trying to give ourselves a little more space and and forgive ourselves a little bit, you know, and we don't have to do it so quickly and trying to find ways to enjoy the process when we're in there instead of be hard on ourselves for taking so long or making a mess or however however that looks in your own kitchen. And I think, you know, it all goes back to this idea of really letting go of that perfection and figuring out, you know, what kind of cook are you and what makes you happy in the kitchen and how can you learn to enjoy this process that feeds you, feeds your family, feeds your friends and your community and, you know, what really works for you. And so by looking at those questions instead of comparing ourselves to other kitchens and other cooks and other perfect images, um, I think we can really find our own way in the kitchen and really, you know, be the cook that we want to be. Well, and isn't it probably one of the best gifts that we can give ourselves is is actually the gift of time? I never even really thought about that until you were said that, but but it really is a gift that we can give ourselves when we just slow down and, you know, they talk about it all the time, enjoy the moment. But, you know, we, we might have to start on a weekend. You know, we might not be able to do it right after work. It, it might be a habit that we have to learn and form to, to, to get into it. But um, I, I think it would really be a gift to ourselves if, if, if we could give ourselves some time. 
Absolutely. It's so well said because I think, you know, so often we might get home from work and think, okay, I need to have dinner out in half an hour, even though every night we never have dinner out in half an hour. So what does that do? Does that, that just sort of brings panic and, um, you know, then it just feels crazy. So how can you give yourself more time in a way to, to really make that process feel different? And, um, you know, or if it takes, if your kids want to cook and it takes, takes a long time, how can you give them the gift of time? How can you give them space to be in the kitchen, you know, and, and have a good time? So, so I think that's, you know, it's so well said that just there always is time. We have to make it, you know, we have to look at our days and, and make time for what we want. And um, it's not just going to create itself. So, yes, I, I fully Absolutely. support that. Absolutely. Well, this is a fantastic way to start. The holidays are coming. Um, a lot of times we don't know what to get our coworker, what to get ourselves, what to get. Um, if you have a white elephant that you have to provide a gift for, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm just so impressed by by where the cooking authors have taken cookbooks. I mean, it's a complete transformation. So interactive. Um, everybody loves to look to them. I just think that they make wonderful gifts for brides and grooms and uh, uh, Christmases. And, you know, it's, it's, yeah, absolutely. It's and there's so many beautiful books out this fall. There's, you know, it's, it's, they're just getting more wonderful. I just, you know, I love seeing the books that are coming out. Oh, they're, they're so fun. And, and, Pictures. I don't know who did the photography for for your cookbook, but they did an awesome job. They just yeah, uh, that's Jennifer really May. It. She she is okay. so talented. She's she did both my books, and she's such an artist. I I'm so lucky to get to work with her. Yeah, like I said, you know, I I really believe that cookbooks are the new coffee table books. They use them and and pull them out and 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 put some flour on them and put your little fingerprints on them. Yeah, and, mess uh, them up. I, I, <laughs> mess them up. Absolutely. absolutely. Feel, uh, give, give yourself the uh, the uh, ability to to kind of mess them up because I, I will say that there's there's nothing better now really than going through maybe my grandmother's old cookbooks and 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 seeing kind of where she marked things and what, what was important to her and little things that stood out to her and and maybe where her fingers touched and and it's never too late to start our own traditions if somebody else's grandparent didn't do that. You could be that grandparent, or you could be that parent, or you could be that mom that starts that tradition, or or that dad. So many dads are 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 cooking now that um, traditions they don't have to come from hundred years ago. You can start one today. Yeah, make it happen. I know I'm a big advocate of writing and cookbooks for that very reason. I just I think you know cookbooks are there to make these recipes our own, and that's one of the ways we can do it. And I love thinking of my children, my grandchildren, finding these books and seeing my notes and my thoughts on the recipes. So I love it. Some people come to me and they're like, they want me to sign a book and they've had it for a while. And they say, I'm so sorry. I, like I wrote in it and, and they don't understand <laughs> that it's the highest compliment to me that they wanted to interact with the book in that way that they're using it and, you know, even, even making it their own with their notes. So I love that. Absolutely. Well, I want everyone to go, and you can pre-order it right now on Amazon, The Homemade Kitchen, Recipes for Cooking with Pleasure. And that's, that's really where we all want to be is in that pocket of pleasure. And the more time that we can put ourselves in the pocket of pleasure, 
the more enriched our, our lives are. So, Alana, it's just it's been so great talking to you because you're just so normal, and I think <laughs> that you really speak to so many people. And I, I'm sure you're going to have a great turnout in Seattle because it's, Seattle is just a real foodie place. And uh, but I guess what place now isn't? You talked about earlier on Instagram and Pinterest and how everybody's penning and taking pictures it's of true. food. So everybody's really tuned into food right now. So Seattle's a foodie place, but but I, I know that that uh, that just everywhere around the world has has become a foodie place. But Seattle is special. I think you've got some really wonderful things going on there. So I cannot wait to come and do some eating too. Well, we want everyone to get out. We want you to support Alana and support this cookbook. It's going to make a great gift. It's going to be a great way to start a tradition, and it's going to be a great way for you to start building a habit and giving yourself the gift of time. You can stay up with Alana at her website, which is eatingfromthegroundup.com, and then pre-order this cookbook, stay in touch, get out and see her. Alana, it was absolutely a, a great pleasure for you to be on with us today. Oh, I loved it. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, thank you. Have a, have a great day, and maybe I'll see you in Seattle. Absolutely. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, that was Alana Chinella, which is C-H-E-R-N-I-L-A. Go to her website, eatingfromthegroundup.com, and check out this wonderful cook. This is Austin Jenks. You might have remembered him from The Voice. He's one of Seattle's own native sons. This is Wild and Reckless. We got sunshine on a stretch of highway with a long Try 